Hi, this is David Poland, and this is the hot button number 51. A December to remember? West Side Story, National Champions, Nightmare Alley, Spider-Man No Way Home, Sing 2, The King's Man, The Matrix Resurrections, A Journal for Jordan, and American Underdog. In terms of the box office, this is the entirety of your next three weeks. Nine wide releases in order of release, the densest pack of wide releases in the last 21 months. And the only one in the com- industry's comfort zone right now is Spidey. Though predictions on his success make him kind of scary too because if Spider-Man No Way Home doesn't open to $100 million and get close to a billion dollars worldwide by the end, the negative negativity drumbeat will not only continue but get louder. There are some crazy productions out there that it's about an opening to 200 domestic and 500 worldwide next weekend. That's a lot of Kool-Aid to drink. Almost like somebody might want us to see the opening as a failure. Hmm. First out of the box, though, tonight, tonight, is West Side Story. And let's not forget National Champions. No one in Los Angeles wants to see National Champions pull a flyover surprise and top the Spielberg Epic musical this weekend. And it's unlikely to happen, but unlikely has been a popular character this long COVID season. The Penskys are doing their best to promote the Disney hopes for the film. It's getting to be a weekly event for those of us who watch the box office to see Pam, Tony, and Bex stake out slightly different turf on the same story. They could be the cousin world leaders in the upcoming The Kingsman, played by the same actor with different hair and body padding. But what the Penskys can't spin away from is the $10 million to $15 million, $15 million tracking on the movie, opening tonight, tonight. Yeah, I told that joke twice, sorry. This weekend, the second weekend of December, number 50, as we like to call it, is not just another weekend. Historically, this is when you release a Christmas period movie that you expect to play hard for three full weeks, or at least two full weeks, and a big added weekend. Jumanji the next level, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi were all the openers in this slot in the last three years before the pandemic. To be fair, there can be some variety in this. Sometimes studios wait to pull out their biggest guns on Weekend 51, that's next weekend, and indeed Spider-Man is coming out that weekend this year. Searchlight seems to be pushing the commercial first button on Nightmare Alley, opening wide, but it's a tough one to win. The movie and its dark soul are a lot more fun than people would suspect, I think, but the kids don't want to know from noir. The real Guillermo's last directorial effort won Best Picture, but it didn't go wide until after it was nominated. That was eight weeks of staying under 1,000 screens, for those of you scoring at home. The couple films before that, Crimson Peak and Pacific Rim, launched wide via Universal, but those cells were much more traditional, horror and big action. I expect Nightmare to get a bunch of Oscar nominations. Its December box office will likely be a distant memory when that happens, unless it rises to some kind of unexpected heights. The following weekend offers the usual site, uh, unusual site of a sequel, a threequel, and a fourquel, all rolling out next to one another. Sing 2, the sequel, will likely over-deliver, as the original did. Sing managed $166 million domestic by the end of its New Year's holiday, the year it opened. I don't think we're going to see that this time, but $100 million is realistic. And being the highest grossing domestic animated film of 2021 is pretty much assured, in my thoughts. Though Encanto should be the top animated film by the end of this weekend and moving forward. I personally think that the, that the angle that has become accepted about family films being trouble is iffy at best. I'm glad Encanto opened theatrical first, but it was clear in October that the push was not as intense as it had been for previous Disney Thanksgiving hits. And behind that, a series of Disney animated films, their hallmark, pushed to streaming or available on both. Aside from that, since July, it's been animation aimed at younger children. And when live-action family films got good word of mouth, you got Shang-Chi and before it, 
Though I think this film is actually going to have a lot of juice and post-theatrical, much more so than the box office would suggest, Free Guy. The King's Man is the most sophisticated of the King's movies for Matthew Vaughn. Vaughn's vision for the franchise was proven to be to lean away from repeating himself at all. So while The King's Man has some great action sequences and some larger-than-life performances that kill, it's more of a 70s movie than a 2020s movie. I'll watch the box office results for this one with wide eyes. And that leaves The Matrix Revolutions, or excuse me, The Matrix Resurrections. That's the problem with naming all of your movies with an R. The Matrix Resurrections is the last of the big films. And I just don't know. It's easy to imagine passionate Matrix people coming out in droves, hoping to have their minds blown again. I know I will. But with the film as the last Kylar day and date disaster movie, will a lot of potential ticket buyers try it out on TV and then decide whether they really need to go to a theater to see it properly? I don't see that as a winning proposition. And frankly, I don't know why Warner Media is sticking with this failed strategy to the bitter end, except that they likely paid off a lot of people to let this one happen. Their team is three months until the Batman launches only in cinemas. That should have been a warm-up. This one should have been a warm-up, excuse me. That is until they, unless they really think it sucks and will wilt in the heat. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But I still have the memory of that first Matrix movie being released and the studio giving it a March 31st release date and not realizing what a monster hit they had on their hands. I think it cost them at least $100 million, domestically at least, only, easily. And then you finally have your two inspirational football movies, National Championship and American Underdog and A Journal for Jordan, which is a drama with a big star and a big star director, but which seems to be targeted for a very small audience. I don't expect this will be a December, remember, at the box office. We'll see some new records in the pandemic era. I don't really hold those very tight. And there's some good movies to see, some really good movies. But the month is short a tentpole or so, and you'll probably see it in the numbers, even in our reduced expectations. Look at the release calendar, and it's my contention there's not going to be anything looking at all like normal until this summer. That's when the level of product and the density of release schedule will look, quote-unquote, normal for the first time. Until tomorrow.